I'm Ashley. I'm Jen. And I'm Sarah. And we are Unabridged, the podcast where teachers take on books. Join us each week for bookish episodes and check out our website, unabridgedpod.com, where you can find lots of new bookish content every week. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at unabridgedpod and message us there or see our website to get plugged into the unabridged community. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, and welcome to Unabridged. This is episode 204. Today, we are discussing one of our favorite annual episodes with bookish gifts for 2021. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! And we are happy that we have a gift guru with you today, Sarah. And so she's curated some really great options. And Jen and I have a few things to share as well. <laughs> we are not gurus. We are not gurus. We we count on our dear friends. But we love talking about that with you. We know that for lots of us, this is the holiday season. And it's just a time where for many reasons, we are giving gifts to other people. And it's just really fun to think about the book lovers in our lives. Before we get started with our bookish check-in, and our bookish gift recommendations. I just wanted to remind you that we partner with bookshop.org. We actually will be talking about them a little bit with bookish gifts today and ways that you can use them as a way to provide a bookish gift. But we have a store with them. So if you go to our website, unabridgedpod.com, and just click on bookshop.org store, that will take you to the bookshop.org homepage for us. And so that's just a really nice place that we have some curated lists. We share some of our personal favorites as far as books. And we also have curated lists for middle grade, for young adult recommendations, for some other things that if you read with us, you can click on the books that we read for buddy reads and book clubs on there. So make sure you check that out. It's a great place to get recommendations and we do get a small percentage as an affiliate and we love supporting them. We know they're doing some great things to support independent bookstores. And so we're just thrilled to be able to do that as well. Before we dive into our bookish recommendations for bookish gifts, Wait, which Sarah is just glowing. I wish you all could see the video of this and know how much joy it brings her to get to share some gift recommendations with you. But before we get into that, I wanted to find out what you all are reading for our bookish check-in. Jen, what are you reading? So by the time this episode comes out, this book will be available for purchase. I am reading Lauren Blackwood's Within These Wicked Walls, thanks to NetGalley. And this is a Jane Eyre retelling, which you know I am always excited to pick up. I love Jane Eyre. I love Jane Eyre retellings. And it is set in Ethiopia. And it is a retelling, but it's not. A lot of retellings I've read really keep the plot points, all of the plot points of Jane Eyre. And I would say this one uses Jane Eyre more as inspiration. So the main character, the Jane parallel person, is Andromeda. And Andromeda is a doTERRA in her community. She was raised within the church to be able to cleanse households of the evil eye, basically. And the person who raised her and who taught her this this skill basically told her that she either had to get married or she would be on her own. And she did not want to get married. So she has been without a home for several months and on her own. And all of a sudden she gets this great offer to go to a home and to purge it of the evil eye. 
And when she gets there, she meets her employer, Magnus Rochester. So you can guess who he's paralleling. <laughs> and he has had 10 other Dipteras who have come through and have not been able to rid the home of the evil eye. And his servants have disappeared. So he is there with three servants and basically the woman who raised him and is very, very lonely. He's very strange. So he was raised not by his father who sort of cast him out, but in another home. And he's very, very blunt and not always very kind. It's like he, his social graces are not <laughs> well developed, but Andromeda has some of those same traits. She is super blunt. She's a strong woman. She's never been considered pretty. So she has never worried about what people think about her. And she just says what she wants. And so seeing them meet each other and re realize that the other person is different from anyone they've ever met before is really fascinating. I love the way the world is developed. It is so interesting to see the way they talk about the climate in Ethiopia and the way that impacts this estate is sort of off on its own. And it's really hard for people to get there. They have to travel through the desert to get there. And a lot of the, the people who are in the home, so Magnus and the servant who raised him, Peggy, are from England and they are not used to dealing with this climate at all. And so there's all, she makes all these little snarky comments about the way they're dressing. And don't they know that if they dress this the way they would be able to manage the climate better. It's really funny. She's very sarcastic. She has a great voice and you are in Andromeda's head for the whole book. And I absolutely love the way that Lauren Blackwood develops her voice and her personality. And right now, we're in the midst of this sort of last ditch effort to cleanse the home of the evil eye. And there are some things that Andromeda has figured out about the way that curse has manifested in this home that would be spoilers for me to reveal, but they are very intriguing. So I am really anxious to see how it all resolves. And I think you would love this if you're a Jane Eyre fan, but I think even if you're not, it is such a great tale and the characters are so well-developed and it is not dependent at all on prior knowledge of the origin story to make it a fabulous book. So that is Lauren Blackwood's Within These Wicked Walls. Wow, Jen, that sounds great. It is so good. You would both love it. <laughs> I really, really, yeah. And I, I was debating whether to say it's YA. I think it would be considered a YA book. I'm not sure. I definitely think young adults could read it and would be intrigued by it. So I'm not sure how it's being marketed, but it definitely would be fine for teenagers or for adults. Man, that sounds fascinating. I have been woefully behind on the books I've gotten from NetGalley. So I'm sure that I should not have gotten that one, but I am feeling some jealousy <laughs> that I did not, <laughs> that I did not choose it because it sounds really great. I'll have to read it. Yeah, it's excellent. What about you, Sarah? What are you reading? Since it's the holiday season, I am reading, <laughs> thanks to NetGalley and Penguin Random House, The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. And this is the story of Two identical twins, Charlie and Cass. Charlie is a television personality. She she hosts like a baking show and she has an accident and a pan falls on her head. And when she comes to, she has a concussion and she's also lost her ability to smell. So oh, that yeah. is hard for someone who is cooking and that type of thing. 
Cass is her identical twin who lives in a really small town. She runs a family bakery and she has just broken up with her boyfriend of 10 years and he is not taking it well and she is itching to get out of town. So Charlie comes up with this plan for them to switch places. <laughs> this is a trope with twins, right? <laughs> to, to switch places and for Cass to take over for her for a little while at her cooking show because she is in competition with her co-host Austin for this upcoming show to be the primary host. So she wants to make sure that Austin doesn't get it because she thinks he's a jerk. And so she wants Cass to fill in for her. And then Charlie will go to the small town and run the family bakery until her smell comes back and all of that. I'm only maybe like a quarter of the way into it. I'm loving it. It's perfect holiday reading. It gives me vibes of our book club book from last December in a holidays by Christina Lauren. So if you like that book, I think you would really like this pretty low stakes in terms of, you know, emotional <laughs> turmoil. And I feel like, you know, it's gonna, everything's gonna turn out okay. But when I'm looking for holiday reading, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a good story. Some, and it is really funny. It's really witty. I've actually seen it when Jen sent something to us that actually Book Riot was recommending some holiday reads. And so I saw it and I was like, oh, this looks right up my alley. So I'm really enjoying it. And I think that if you enjoy holiday reads, you will too. So that is The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. I've seen so many good <laughs> reviews of that one on Bookstagram. Yeah, people seem to really be enjoying it. I love the twin switching trope. <laughs> I, I mean, I was a diehard Sweet Valley High and uh -huh. Sweet Valley twin reader. And Jessica and Elizabeth did that quite a few times in the books. And I just like that trope. I've always loved it. So I'm really enjoying it. I always thought it was unrealistic, but I did have a set of identical twins who did that to me one day. And oh. they felt really guilty about it. So they did tell me. But yeah, they pulled it off. It they was, did? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> know. Mm -hmm. It was really funny. Anyway, so that day can't happen in the real world. Maybe not for an extended period of time, but for one class period, they swapped out. Oh, <laughs> luckily I have never had that happen, but hopefully it never will. That's right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ashley, what are you reading now? So one of the ones I'm reading is Michelle Zahner's Crying in H Mart. And this was highly recommended. I think, have both of you read this one? Yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite memoirs I've ever read. Yeah, so I got this on audio from the library and I had heard from you all and from other people as well that it was just a phenomenal memoir and it is living up to that. So it's absolutely, it's really powerful. It's, I think it's a really beautiful story. So. It focuses on Donner and she, the author reads it and it focuses on her loss of her mother and through cancer and what that experience of her mom getting sick and then the aftermath is like for her. And so I think I personally experienced this with my mom in the sense that I was in my twenties when she was sick with cancer and she was in her fifties. So a lot of it is very personal to me and i really i'm not sure i could have listened to this when i was closer to that experience but it being farther from it it's really i really appreciate hearing someone else share what that is like i think that when you lose a parent at that age in your life 
part of what is devastating is the way that you lose the time with them as an adult. And I think she really gets that she's in her, she's 25. So she's just a little bit older than I was. I was right out of college. And, but she also, it's, you know, she gets married while her mom is sick, largely so that her mom can be at the ceremony. And she is looking toward her future life and realizing that they're not going to be sharing those experiences together. And so she's mourning her mom, but she's also mourning the life that she will continue to live without her mom. And so I think like, I think that part is just really beautiful and richly done. She's just a phenomenal writer and a really powerful storyteller. And so I think she just can really show to the reader what that feels like. And then the other thing I really love is her, her exploration of the way that food connects to people. And so, you know, as the title suggests, she is looking a lot at how when she misses her mom the most acutely, it connects to the Korean food that her mom made and how that was so much a part of her experience. And I think that's another thing about loss that she explains so well and just really shows through the, the scenes that she tells and the stories that she tells is the way that when we're missing someone, we're not just missing them in our brain, but we're missing them with all of our senses. And so it is that smell or that texture or that touch that reminds us of the person and can bring that grief to you so quickly. And I think that she just really, like the title suggests, and she just really articulates how when she's wandering through H Mart, she's sobbing because being in that space and, you know, brings back all of these memories of her times with her mom. And so I, yeah, absolutely highly recommend it. I think it's really powerfully done. And like I said, I'm not sure if I were closer to my own experience, if I would I don't know that I'd appreciate it in the same way that I do now, but I am thinking, I mean, I think it's really beautiful and, you know, definitely I've heard lots of people say really great things about it. And it has been true for me. That is just a phenomenal memoir. So again, that's Michelle Zahner's Crying in H Mart. That, yeah, that book was so, it's so powerful and, but there's something about the precision and the way everything's small, like it's the small things that she focuses on that really hit home. Cause I think a lot of times when we have loss and you're trying to talk about the scope of it, people go big. But a lot of times I think it's those small things that hit the hardest or the most unexpectedly too. I think sometimes that's why, like you were saying, like the smell or yeah, just a little thing. And it brings back so much. It's like the floodgates open. I agree. I love that so much. And I just found, I just found it very impactful. Mm -hmm. I'd love to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we wanted to, as I said in the beginning, we always enjoy <laughs> sharing some gift ideas with you all that would be great for you to put on your list if you are working on that for yourself as a book lover, but also for the bookish friends in your life. These are ideas or family members of things that you could do. And we wanted to talk about them and we're going to kind of move through sections. So we wanted to share a little bit about subscription services and gift cards, give you a couple of ideas for stocking stuffers. I want to talk a little bit about bullet journaling, which is, I believe, book adjacent because it is its own thing for sure. But there are a lot of book lovers who also enjoy bullet journaling, either for keeping up with their books or as another activity that relates to the reading experience. And then finally, things to unwrap, which Sarah is going to pick a few items 
with you. We will be sharing a longer list in our newsletter. So if you have not signed up for that yet, you can do that at unabridgedpod.com. Right at the top, you can sign up for our newsletter. Those come out a couple of times a month. So not tons and tons of newsletters, but enough to keep you informed about what's going on. And then you can have access to things like this that are just kind of a deeper dive into some of the things we talk about on the episodes. So I wanted to talk first about subscription services and gift cards. Jen, do you want to share a little bit about ideas for that? Yeah, I feel like this is very in line with my gift giving and my gift receiving. (laughs) So I'm all about this section. So we actually talked at the beginning about bookshop.org. And first, I think that buying a gift from there would be fabulous if you know someone who loves books and you know the books that they might want to get. I think that that is a great way to support independent bookstores. You can let the person who receives the books know that. I think that's a fabulous part of a gift to just know that they're, they've been a part of that process. And of course, you can always also get gift cards from bookshop.org. And if you do that through our shop, that helps us as too. So you're giving like a double gift. So <laughs> you, can, you can check that out. You can give us a gift. It's great. Okay. And then, so we love bookshop.org. And again, if you want some of our recommendations, as Ashley described at the beginning, we do have those curated lists and those are books that we stand behind. And uh, most of them we've talked about on the show. So you can hear a little bit about those if you listen to our episodes. We are also big fans of Libro FM for the same reasons that if you love audiobooks the way we do, that is a great way to listen to audiobooks, but again, also to support independent bookstores. On Libro FM, you can choose a bookstore to support so that your kind of the percentage of your purchase that goes to independent bookstores, you can choose where that goes. So that's really nice, especially if you have local bookstores, that feels really personal. Every time I see that flash up where my money went, it gives me a good feeling that I've donated to a local bookstore. And finally, I want to talk about something we are very excited to launch here at Unabridged. You know that we love books. So I know, I'm so excited. (laughs) You know, we love books so, so much. And We love recommending books. That is one of my favorite things about having a classroom library is if a kid asks me what they should read next. Yeah. They're like, oh, you really like this, don't you? And I'm like, yes, I can barely contain myself. I just want to interrupt to say that if Sarah's special gift is her ability to curate amazing (laughs) gift recommendations and do that really well. She's a great gift giver. Jen's special gift is her ability to recommend books. So yes, this this is definitely right up her. She is a powerhouse at recommending books. Go ahead, Jen. Yeah. So it's so much fun. So we are going to launch a little book recommendation service. So if you know someone who loves books, but maybe you don't know which books they might like, or they don't know which books they might like, you can give them the gift of a customized book recommendation. So the way this will work is you will share their information and we will send that person a form and they will fill that out telling us just a little bit about the books they've liked or what they're looking for or books that maybe they haven't liked, so they want to avoid that. And then we will give them at least five books in return. Since we're just launching this for the holiday season, we're doing this for a special price of $10. And we are, just because this is a time-consuming process, going to cap our the number that we do. So we hope that you 
get on this early so that you can be one of the ones who is able to give this gift. And yeah, we'll see if it works. We may come back and do it again. We are reserving judgment for now. But yeah, we are really excited to launch this in conjunction with Unabridged. Yeah, we are. This is something that we have discovered is a really special talent of Jen. So we know it for ourselves as being her friends. But we've had a few opportunities for people that we don't know as well as Jen knows the two of us for her to recommend books to people. And it has been a wild success. And when we have seen the things that she's recommended, <laughs> we realized how desirable this was to book lovers because Sarah and I both were like, I want one of those. <laughs> so, so that's what led us to launching this. So we hope that you sign up and you can just go to our website, underbridgepod.com to find out more. We'll have a section that will tell you more about that. So, and of course you can message us on social media or email us and we'll have a link in the show notes as well. Just moving along here, as far as categories, Sarah found a few stocking stuffer ideas that she wants to, that we wanted to share with you before we get into some of the bigger things. So this is great for book lovers in your life where you're just wanting to add on something small. That was also kind of what we thought with the recommendations, that that's a nice, if you're looking for a gift, it's not a super expensive investment, but it is something that's nice when you're trying to put together a package for a family member or a friend so that you have a few things to to give them so stocking stuff for ideas sarah what what do you recommend so you know that i love 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 this episode it's one of my favorite of the whole year <laughs> i wait all year for this bookish gifts episode because i love looking up gifts that would be great for book lovers for y'all to give your bookworms in your life so this year i wanted to make sure that there were a couple things that were smaller because I think in the past, most of our, our recommendations have been larger gifts that you would give. So for the stocking stuffers or just a small little add-on, I found two items that I really loved. One is corner bookmarks. So I've seen these all over bookstagram, people using them. And what I really like about them is that you slide them on a corner and it stays so that it marks your place. You don't have to fold your book. And it's a little bit different than like your traditional bookmark. So I found a shop on Etsy that makes these corner bookmarks. There's all kinds of different patterns and just really cute things that you can choose to, to customize for the person that in your life, colors and patterns and all of that. So, and it's only a little bit, $2 or a little more. So not very expensive at all. So definitely check that out. And again, all these links will be in our bookish gifts list, long list, and also in our show notes. So make sure if you want to see the specific one that, that I picked out, you can get that there. The Those other are so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought that too. I was I lazily had not looked at them prior and was, was looking while you were talking to her. They're so cute. I love those patterns. Anyway, okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and then the other thing that I found that I had not seen before is a shop called Maple and Grace makes customized pencils, and they have customized pencils for bookworms that have sayings like "so many books, so little time, just one more chapter." And I personally like pencils a lot. I like, I love, I love office supplies in general. But I have found as I'm getting older, I make way more mistakes, and I like to have a pencil. And I specifically like these pencils because they are really pretty, turquoise aqua color and then they have the bookish sayings on them and a matching eraser so i think that these would make a great little stocking stuffer or small gift for 
a bookworm and I'm there like less than $8. So super affordable and great reviews. So I think that, and actually, I think you can actually select your color. I personally like that aqua color, but there are, there are other options too. So if you want to customize the color, you can. Those are my recommendations for a couple of stocking stuffers for bookworms. Yeah, I love that. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Since we were talking about office supplies and <laughs> Ashley is our resident bullet journaling expert. She, I think, has some recommendations for some awesome bullet journaling supplies. Yeah, so I love this. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that at least once a month I share the spreads that I've made for the month. And it's something that when I am on Instagram, although I don't post about it very much since I do mostly bookish content, I love to look (laughs) at it. And my like recommended stuff always shows people lettering and making designs and spreads and stuff because definitely that's where my eye goes and that's what I really love to see. So yes, I'm really passionate about it. I will say though, for people who have not tried it but are interested in it, the new year is a really great time to start. And I have only been doing it. I started just before 2021. And so, you know, it really hasn't been that long, but a couple of things that really, really helped me make the dive were to just have supplies on hand. So I didn't need a ton of stuff, but stencils were really helpful. So one thing I wanted to recommend is Sunny Streak is a Etsy company. They also, you can also buy their templates on Amazon. So either way is okay. And it's going toward them, but I linked their Etsy shop here in our show notes and I love them. I I have templates from them. I have their stencils and I also love their newsletter. So I just think they have great information and ideas. And if you are looking to start for me having templates that just gave me ideas about how, so the stencil is basically how it works. Is like, if I want to have a seven day spread, I could get a stencil that has those boxes already made. And then I put them on my journal and then I just trace them. And so it just makes it faster to create your spreads. So there are pages I do every month that do not have, that I just do by hand. And then there are others that I routinely use the stencils and it does speed it up. So if you are interested, or if you have a friend that you think might be interested, this is a nice way to try it out. It's pretty low stakes. They're not very, this would be a great stocking stuffer. They're not very expensive. You can get a set of stencils for a few dollars. And I have found that for me getting started, especially like those were just really nice. And my kids love them too. So if you have artsy people in your family, or again, if you have a friend who is artsy, even if they're not doing bullet journaling specifically, the stencils are really fun for anybody that is into any of that kind of stuff. So I have that one. I also wanted to recommend, I have not purchased this, but I know that these are well, people stand by this and it's Archer and Olive. They are highly recommended. In fact, our one of our ambassadors, Holly, was telling me how she's thinking about taking the plunge to purchase one of the one of their journals this year. And it's because it's really nice thick paper. It's big, thick journals and they have the, you know, the bullet style, which is the dots, which is what people are looking for if you if you do bullet journaling. And so they have a bunch of different things on their site. So again, I haven't tried them, but I've heard a lot of people say great things. And so that's on my radar. And finally, I wanted to share that Macy Lane, this is actually one that Sarah found, but I've heard good things about them too. They have washi tape, they have bullet journals, they have a lot of different stuff. So this is another one that the link is in our show notes and they just have great stuff that would be really fun. They have some 
free things on their site as well and that you can use to get started with bullet journaling or to gift to a friend. And again, the thing I love about bullet journaling and why I think it's nice if you're thinking about a gift for somebody is that you design, you know, week by week or month by month. So it's really low stakes. I mean, if you give somebody a journal, then they can try a bunch of different things and you're not really committing to something in the same way as if you tried to pick out an agenda for the year for someone. So it's just kind of a different way. And some people use them for book reviews or to document all of their books. So there's just a lot of different things you can do with them. But these are some things I think help with an access point for that. So yeah, I'm a huge fan, still still a new book journal or bullet journaler, but I absolutely love it. So I always love to see your spreads Me when you too. put those on Instagram. They're so much fun. I mean, maybe it, we it, can it, link, we should link one of your reels. I always love to watch those. Too. Oh, thanks. I mean, it's really fun and it and it's great for me. I mean, it really helps me organizationally also. So again, I just can't say enough about how I used to think that I think I expected it to be a lot more time consuming than it is. It's surprising that again, with things like stencils, it does not have to take a lot of time and yet it's really fun and really satisfying and invites me to make the list and be more organized and helps me kind of keep things straight. And I also have loved going back to, I had kind of gotten away from writing as much and I was trying to do everything digital. And I just love being back to, I love having the pens. I love having, you know, writing it down by hand. And so that part's been really fun too. (laughs) Moving right along, I could talk about that all day, but I will spare you all. And we wanted to share, like Sarah said, in the past, we've given kind of bigger ideas. And so these are not all big. They're not all particularly expensive, but these are some things to unwrap. And we wanted to make sure that we shared a few of those as well. So what are your recs this year for that, Sarah? We have a lot of shops that we routinely really love their products. So we will have those in the long list, but these are some different things that we haven't talked about on the podcast for this episode ever (laughs) since we've been doing this episode. So the first thing is blind date with a book. And I know that people love those because I did a giveaway on my personal account a couple years ago. And that is probably the best giveaway I've ever done because people just are so interested in picking out a blind date for a book and then having that surprise. So there's actually an Etsy shop that does a blind date with a book. It is very inexpensive. And like I said, it will be linked, but basically you just go in, you order the blind date with a book for your person and they wrap it up in the brown paper and put the hints on there with a bow. I mean, I think it's around $10. So super inexpensive, but a great thing for a book worm. There's also a company or on Etsy or a shop that does a blind date with a book experience. So it gives your person a blind date with a book with the wrapped book with the hints and all of that, but also other things like chocolates and teas and other little bookish items to give them a whole experience. So that's a little bit more expensive, but more if, if you're looking for something a little bit larger. And then lastly, well, not lastly, I want to do one more after that. <laughs> but we also wanted to just plug our bookish merch. The great thing about our logo is that we can divide it up in lots of different ways. So we have bookish 
totes on our merch shop that actually have our whole logo, but then we also have ones that just have our book in our in our heart. So that's perfect for any book lover. My sister actually ordered those totes with the book in the heart for the librarians for her boys to give their librarians at their school for holiday gifts. So I think there's a lot of really cool things that you can buy at our shop to support Unabridged, but also for the book lovers in your life. There's journals, all kinds of stuff. And just so you know, if you want to check out all that merch, and like I said, we've got tons of stuff and we've got stocking stuffers and also larger things that you could get. Just go to unabridgedpod.com and click on the support us tab, and then you can go to our merch store. The last thing I wanted to mention, which I already purchased this myself for a September holiday gift for myself, is the, <laughs> <laughs> the book journal that Ann Bogle put out. We've talked about Ann Bogle on the podcast before she I would call her kind of a book guru she has several published books and she has a wide range of knowledge about books and bookish things and she put out a journal in September called my reading life and it is not just a journal there's prompts there's trackers there's all kinds of things in it and I think that if you have a book lover in your life and especially someone who may not be ready to make the leap to bullet journaling this would be a great stepping stone or if you are looking for like a stepping stone to bullet journaling this might be a great option for you to see if you would like to go the extra step and actually create your own layouts because these layouts are already made for you. It's a really pretty book. It's small. It's not super big. So you could stuff it in your tote bag or your pocketbook to take with you. And I think that a lot of book lovers would really enjoy having this book too. So that is Ann Bogle's My Reading Life, a book journal, and you can purchase that wherever you get your books or your independent bookstores, or you could support us and, <laughs> and purchase it on Amazon or on bookshop.org. Yeah, that's a great point, Sarah. And I hadn't seen that yet. I'll be excited to see your yours when, when I can. But we also have talked about her books before, but the I'd Rather Be Reading is a great gift book. So like if you're looking for something that is just fun for book lovers, it's a nice, it's just a giftable size. Like it's a good size. It's really interesting to anyone who loves to read. So I think that's a nice. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. It's, yeah, it's a very pretty book. So cool. Well, I know that we, and by we, I mean Sarah, could talk about, <laughs> could talk about this all day. But as we mentioned before, we will have a longer list coming at you through the newsletter soon. So if you haven't signed up for that, you can still join our newsletter list, but we'll get it to you that way. And we do have all of the things that we've said today we have in our show notes. So you can get to those. And um, yeah, so we hope that that helps you and gives you some inspiration either for the book lovers in your life or for things I know that for me, for my birthday and for other holidays, I'm always trying to think of things because my family's big on like giving lists of things that we want. And I sometimes really struggle with that. So maybe it gave you some ideas for yourself, which is also great. So we wanted to end today like we end every episode with our give me one. And today I am actually personally very interested in this topic. So I'm going to go with, there were a couple on here listeners and I am seeing the answers for one of them. I'm like, Ooh, I want to hear more about this. So this is another name you considered for one of your children. So we are all moms and we all have, we all have two kids. We actually all have two kids. And so I'm sure that apparently I'm seeing on the document here that you all had thoughts about this. And I know I certainly did. So Jen, what was another possible name for you? So we have two boys 
And we did not find out ahead of time for either child what sex they were going to be. And so we had, actually, we had the girl's name solid, solidly chosen, but the boy's name, but both times were last minute decisions. So we, for our older son, we actually had several names that were our top choices. And then we picked something entirely different for him. So that's all, which stressed my mother out to no end. <laughs> So, but for the girl, both times it was going to be Emily. And that has just been a name I have loved since I was young. And I think it's just a beautiful name. So if uh, we had had a girl, we would have named her Emily. I love that. That's fun. Love that. What about you, Sarah? What what would have been an alternate for you? So I have two kids, like you said, Ashley, a boy and a girl. And we, I could not wait. So like, that was like the way that I got through the last half of my pregnancy is to know (laughs) the sex of them and be able to work on the nurseries and all that. So I will go with my daughter and we were going to name her Sky. We thought about naming her Sky. We really love that name. We, we looked at a lot of different versions of Sky, Skylar, and we ultimately settled on another name, but we did still love Sky. I love that. That's fun. It's, it's yeah. yeah it's like funny. I said, I saw this on here and I was like, Ooh, I'm very interested. In this. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ashley? So like Jen, I always forget that about you, Jen, because I met you shortly after your second son was born. And so I had forgotten that you didn't find out, but we also did not find out the sex of the baby. So it is funny because when you're thinking of names, since many names are gender associated, you get into this like having to have a lot of kind of <laughs> names on call. And so it, yeah, it's really challenging. It's, it's much more challenging than I knew prior to being a parent. But anyway, we wanted to do family names. And so one family name that is on my partner's side is Ebenezer. And while the name Ebenezer is maybe not so great, the name Eben, I really liked. And so that was one that we talked about a lot. But interestingly, his brother, who is significantly younger, really wanted that name. And so so he was trying to hold on to it, even though he wanted to call dibs on the name, even though he was nowhere near the prospect of potentially having a child. (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember feeling kind of, you know, like, well, I think that we get dibs because first we, come, I, first I, have a baby and, I have a baby in my, in my body. And so, <laughs> but, but it's funny because they did have two boys and they did not use that name. So it actually, oh, that is funny. and I, in our side, we have two girls, so it never wound up being an issue, but that is in the, I love the name Evan. I think it's a great name. So yeah, I'm big on the names that have a lot of vowels in them. So. Well, listeners, we hope that you enjoyed our annual bookish gifts episode and we would love to hear your if you have children a name that you have considered or if you ever might have children a name that you might like to use and we'd love to hear that so join us on instagram on monday we always share our give me once and also we're we would love your thoughts about bookish gifts that you have loved receiving or ones that you would love to give to someone else or have given and really enjoyed. So we would love to hear those. You can let us know at Unabridged Pod about any of that. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for ways to support us. To get more involved, you can sign up for our newsletter, join a buddy read, or become an ambassador. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.